0: Welcome to the Unconventional Wedding Planning Podcast. My name is Ashley, and I'm planning my own unconventional surprise, budget, micro-wedding in the middle of a pandemic. If the term man and wife makes you sick, you're in the right place. So today I'm talking all about the wedding ceremony, and this is actually the part of the wedding that I've always been the most excited about. As I shared, uh, I believe in the first episode, you know, I've never been one of those girls who's dreamed about their wedding and had it all planned and had, you know, my favorite flowers and dress and centerpieces and all that stuff. But whenever I did think about, you know, what my wedding might look like one day, it was always the ceremony that I envisioned. That was always the part, you know, I could see myself walking down the aisle, holding hands with my partner, saying my vows, really, you know, crafting these heartfelt moments and and having that really be the focus of the day. Um, And I think that's something we kind of lose in modern, you know, mainstream weddings. It really does become all about, oh, the flowers and the photography and what did you feed them? And did you have a food truck and a band? And like, but what about the ceremony? (laughs) Like so many people... I hear they just want to sort of get it over and done with. Like, yeah, yeah, you know, whatever we have to say, whatever we have to sign, okay, let's go party. But like, what's the reason for the party? You know, what makes this different than any other birthday or holiday celebration? It's that ceremony, it's that moment. So, why aren't we putting some more thought into creating a ceremony that's actually meaningful? And, you know, that doesn't have to be religious or long or boring, just something that's actually meaningful to you because the ceremony, that's the part where you actually get to make the vows the promises that you base your marriage on right like I'm not saying you know every day of your marriage you're going to wake up and say oh that's not what you said at the altar like no 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 but you know that's the moment where you kind of get to craft what you want your marriage to look like what you're promising to your spouse what you're saying you want to give to this relationship you know for the rest of your life it's it's a big deal Um, And I think it's kind of sad that we overlook it, generally speaking, so many other parts of the wedding and other vendors seem to be more important. And I think we should put that importance back on the ceremony, because that's the part that really matters. It's the whole point. It's the whole reason to celebrate and have the party afterwards to spend all the money on the dress and the food and the tux and the flowers. It's it's all because of the ceremony because of those moments and the words that you share so i think it's important that we spend some time putting together a ceremony that is actually meaningful So when you start crafting your meaningful wedding ceremony, the first thing you want to do is really just get rid of all that crap that you don't want. So start by just questioning everything. Everything you know a wedding ceremony to be based on weddings you've been to, or you've been in, or you've seen on TV, or in movies, or read about anything like that. Just question all of it. um, Every single moment, you know, why do the bridesmaids walk in first? Why is, you know, if, in a hetero wedding, and some of them, you know, the groom and the groomsmen are already at the front. Why don't they do an aisle walk? Why is the bride given away by her dad? Why is this certain reading said? Why is this prayer said? Why do we ask who is giving this woman to be married to this man? But you know, just question everything totally, totally start from scratch. Just take the ceremony down, you know, speak with your officiant, your celebrant, minister, whoever's marrying you, and say what is the legal requirement? What do we actually have to say and do to get married? And in a lot of places, it's simply the officiant, you know, asking the question, do you take so-and-so to be your, you know, legally wedded spouse? I do. And that's it. You just have to get that consent, um, agreeing that you do want to marry the other person, and you have to sign the paper. And that's it. Um, Again, check in with your, I'm going to call it officiant, but you know, whoever's marrying you, check in with them, and make sure that you are filling your legal obligation because you don't want to finish your ceremony and find out that none of that was legal and you're not actually married. But besides that, you can really build your own ceremony. Like you can start from scratch and just add in the parts that actually mean something to you. So if, you know, the idea of being given away kind of makes you want to vomit, get rid of that part. If you don't even want to walk down the aisle, get rid of that part. You know, like you can make up your own ceremony as long as you're fulfilling those legal requirements. You can add in bits of your culture your traditions, your religions, Um, you know, if you're wanting to add in a prayer that's really important to you or some other sort of um, cultural celebration. I know there's like hand fasting is a big thing. I believe that came from Ireland, Um, you know, whatever. You can talk to your parents or the people in your circle and say, you know, what, what sort of things from our culture, or from our religion are, are important in weddings, or just do some research, maybe things you've seen at other weddings you really loved. Um, you can also just make it, you know, about you personally, who says you have to do whatever that reading is from the Bible, first Corinthians, or whatever it is, love is patient, love is kind, you don't have to do that. Like if that means nothing to you, if you're not a religious person, then cut that. What? Why don't you do a reading from your favorite TV show. You know, you can go out there, have someone do a reading from Seinfeld or from Family Guy. <laughs> like Not, you know, terribly romantic, but I'm sure you could find something. And if that's who you guys are, if you guys are goofy with, a, you know, a little bit of romance, and that's awesome. Pick a reading that speaks to that. Or get rid of readings. You don't have to do readings at all. It's totally up to you. Whatever you want to say and do, incorporate it. You know, there's people who add songs into their ceremony or have some sort of other participatory element where you get your guests to, you know, sing back to you or parrot something back to you. One I really love is doing um, a group vow. So after the uh, couple says their vows to each other, the officiant will sort of say a few lines that would represent the group vows. So something like, you know, we vow to support this couple and lift them up and be there for them throughout their wedding. And all the guests say, we do. Like what a, what a powerful moment to have all those people there actually, you know, committing to being, your relationship cheerleaders for the rest of your life. That's so cool. And it's such a cool way to get people involved. I think that's awesome. So you really want to make sure that you're working with your officiant while you're doing this. Um, you know, if you're getting married in a religious place, it might be a little bit more difficult. You might have certain parameters that are um, mandatory or just certain things that they, they refuse to get rid of. If you're working with more of like a justice of the peace marriage commissioner type style, person, they also might not be as flexible, um, to add all of those creative elements that might just not be in the job description, right? So you got to make sure that you're working with the person who's marrying you. And if you're in a situation where you're being married by, you know, a friend or a family member, then obviously you've got tons of, uh, creative bandwidth. You can go wherever you want. You can really, really write your own ceremony. Um, but definitely, you know, do some Googling. There's lots of great ideas online. There's lots of scripts and just don't feel stuck in any one, pattern. You don't have to do anything um, religious or traditional or like anyone else. You can totally do it your own way. But if you are sort of grasping at straws and you you don't know where to start, Google it. There's lots of sample scripts online. There's, you know, videos from people's wedding ceremonies that you can watch and you can sort of pick and choose, take parts that you love, get rid of parts that you hate, and um, just design a ceremony that's going to be meaningful to you. And I think that's so cool that we have the power to make it our own, right? Like you would never walk into a wedding reception and be like, oh, what did the last bride do? Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, red tablecloths, gold plates. Yep, yep, whatever she did, sure, we'll show up. But that's exactly what we do with our ceremonies, right? We just, we assume, okay, yeah, whatever whatever the other couples are doing, that's what we're doing. But why not take some time to really make it your own, make it meaningful, make it what you want it to be, have it actually speak to you so that when your officiant is, you know, saying those words or, or whoever is up there, that actually means something to you. You know, you're not just tuning it out and and waiting till you can go have your first dance or something like that, but you're actually listening and, and caring about those words that are being spoken. I think that's super cool and something we need to bring back to ceremonies. So I'm going to share with you some of the parts of the ceremony that I'm really looking forward to, that are really important to me, and that I'm definitely going to make sure are in my wedding ceremony. So starting from the top, it's really important to me that my partner and I walk into the ceremony together. I know traditionally, the couple does not see each other, you know, the night of the wedding or the morning of the wedding, the first time they lay eyes on each other is at the end of the aisle. Usually the, or I guess in some cultures, not usually, um, but the groom and the groom's men will be at the front already. And then it's the bridesmaids who do the processional with the bride at the very end, being given away by her father. Um, None of that, (laughs) none of that is of interest to me. Um, I really love the idea of the couple walking in together. I think that's so cool. I think it's such a great symbol of saying like, hey, you know what, like we are a partnership. We are together. This is how we wanna start our marriage. Um, Just walking in hand, hand in hand, I think that's super cool um i've seen some traditions where you know they'll, they'll walk in separately but of course walk out together which i think is also lovely but to me it just seems more comfortable maybe more casual to sort of have it me and my partner coming down you know the, there might not even be an aisle but just sort of entering the ceremony space together because that's how we're entering our marriage we're coming in together um you know there's no pretense we live together we will likely spend the night before together so there's really no need for us to go and you know hide in separate little hallways. Um, you know, my mom was asking me the other day, like, oh, you're not going to let him see the dress. And I was like, of course I will. He's going to zip me up. <laughs> like, We're likely going to get ready together. And you know, that's us. And if that's not you, then don't do it. But that's something that I think would be really special and meaningful and true to our relationship if we walked into the ceremony space hand in hand. Um, The next part of the ceremony that is super important to me is writing our own vows. I kind of alluded to this at the top of the episode, but this is the part of the wedding that I am nervous about, but I'm also so looking forward to. Like, to me, this is the wedding, right? Like, this this is the whole point. This is the reason why we're celebrating and it's sort of that foundation for your marriage. So I'm really excited to spend some time putting together the words and seeing, you know, what do I want to say to my spouse? What do I want to promise? What do I want to build our marriage on? Um, You know, making it really meaningful, a little romantic and, you know, having that moment that's just so personal and so special. And I can't wait to hear what he writes. You know, I think that's going to be oh, it's definitely gonna be the part of the wedding that I'm most looking forward to. And the part that makes me nervous is uh, not just bawling my eyes out through the whole thing because I'm the kind of person where like, you know, a sad commercial sets me off and I <laughs> have the ugly cry face um, and it's gonna be a mess. So <laughs> gonna have to get some uh, waterproof makeup and I don't know, so a backup plan for holding it together so I don't totally lose it. But I'm really looking forward to that. And I think, you know, a couple tears is... Is Okay, that's probably for the best. And I think that's going to be so sweet. So it's really, really important to me that we both write our own vows. Another part of the ceremony that's important to me is I would love to acknowledge some of our past family members, we both have family members who, uh, you know, very close to us who have passed away in the recent years, recent weeks, actually. Um, And it's really important to me that we just take a moment to acknowledge those people and, you know, how much they would have loved being there. Um, I know there's lots of great ways to do this. This could probably be a totally separate podcast episode. Um, A lot of people like to do the thing where they will save a seat at the ceremony and, you know, maybe put a picture of the past person or a candle or some other sort of tribute. They'll do a table at the reception with photos of past loved ones or include you know, photos of theirs or, or something personal on the bouquet or on a suit jacket or something like that. So there's lots of ways to do it. Um, I'm sure we'll incorporate a few of those ideas. But one of them that is important to me is having just a mention of that person, you know, from our officiant during during the wedding ceremony. And the last part of the ceremony that's super important to me is having our family and friends around us. And I know that's kind of a given. You think, okay, duh, like, you know, your guests are going to be there. But to me, it's important that the people that are there are the people who are closest to us, the people, you know, who really care about us, who we really care about, and who are actually invested in our marriage, who are part of our lives and our relationship. And that's part of the reason why. I want to have a small wedding, not just, you know, a COVID thing, but I've always wanted just a really, really small wedding, you know, 20, 25 guests where I can see everyone, have a chance to talk to everyone, not make it this huge, big, expensive thing. But, you know, for the ceremony, th- those are the people who actually care to be there, you know, like they're actually listening. I know I went to lots of weddings when I was a kid where I had, you know, I didn't even know who was getting married. I wasn't listening. I was reading an Archie comic in the back pew of the church. And you know what, the the couple probably didn't care. They probably didn't notice. But it just seems weird to me to say, you know, I'm up there pouring my heart out saying the, the vows that are going to be the foundation of my marriage, crying, and there's, you know, some kid running around the back who doesn't care, some uncle falling asleep, some other, you know, Tinder third date sitting in the pew judging my outfit, you know, whatever it is. I don't want any of that. I just want our absolute nearest and dearest to be around us and present and there for the ceremony. Okay, so those are the parts of the ceremony that I love and I want to include. Now let's get to the parts that I am cutting. (laughs) So the first thing I really don't want a long ceremony. Um, We're not religious, our families are not religious. So we're not going to be tied to any, you know, super long traditions with, you know, mass and other things. I I don't even know enough about (laughs) different religions to tell you what other things but you know, there's not going to be really long uh, readings or speeches or prayers or priests running around or anything like that. So that's nice. I would love if our ceremony came in at, you know, like 10-15 minutes tops. Perfect. (laughs) And that's not to say that I don't care about it because, you know, obviously I do and I want it to be really important, but I don't think it needs to be long just for the sake of being long. You know, we don't need to do a bunch of songs or readings or speeches or anything like that. That's just not important to us and not, um, not necessary for, for the ceremony that we're looking for. Um, so like I said, no uh, no readings. I know that's, you know, a traditional part of any ceremonies is to have people come up and read different um, scriptures or different romantic readings or things like that. And that's just not something I'm super interested in. I've always thought it's a little bit odd to break up, you know, the ceremony, the the couples up there holding hands. And then you're like, oh, and now we're going to hear from cousin Becky on this, you know, love poem from what, whatever. And this person comes up and reads and it's like, eh, I mean, you didn't write that for us. It's kind of random. Like we probably could have just read that ourselves, you know, in, in our spare time. It's a bit weird. It's not my thing. Again, if it's your thing, There's you know no judgment here. I'm just sharing my opinion. You do you. Um, Another thing I really don't want is I don't want our officiant to give this long speech about what love means or what marriage means. I've heard these in lots of wedding ceremonies in the past, and honestly, it just makes me cringe. Ugh, I hate it. Especially when it's a situation where the couple doesn't know the officiant. You know, this is just they got assigned somebody by the church or by the venue or whatever. And this person's going on and on about, oh, you know, a marriage, you need to do this, especially when it gets into things like, oh, you have to obey and blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, ugh, that's like the last thing I want to do on my wedding day is be cringing up there because the officiant is saying things that I just don't believe in. So one thing I do want is to be able to look over that wedding script, you know, whoever's writing it, the officiant or whoever, and just, you know, have my say and make sure that everything in there is stuff that I believe in and represents, you know, who my partner and I are and the relationship that we have. And um, there's nothing that would make me cringe. <laughs> um, so, Which leads into my next point, I do not want any patriarchal language. I think The wedding itself, you know, the wedding industry, wedding ceremonies come from a very patriarchal place, you know, we're giving away the bride, the groom always goes first when it comes to vows, they'll say things like, oh, we've now pronounced you man and wife instead of husband and wife, or Mr. and Mrs. Joe Smith, you know, using his full name. There's so many moments in a wedding ceremony and in a traditional wedding ceremony that are super Um, patriarchal and, you know, I don't know, man heavy, (laughs) if that's the way where it just sort of looks like the bride is a possession and she's being passed along from man to man, you know, barely giving her consent. She's sort of just an accessory. And ugh, I hate all of that. Um, Don't want any of it. That's why I said, you know, I'd love for my partner and I to come in together, you know, we're equals in this relationship, we both deserve that walk down the aisle. And we both also hate being, you know, the center of attention. So I think it would be great if we could do it together and kind of rely on each other. Um, I don't want to have that moment of being given away. Uh, And you know, I love my dad. And I think he would he would love that moment. I think it'd be very sweet for him. I could see him crying about it. But just the what it represents um, really really bothers me, and it's not something that I would be comfortable doing, and I would rather have another moment with my dad, you know. Uh, not maybe not a technical father daughter dance, but just you know hanging out on the dance floor, or ask him to give a speech, or just write a really nice card. You know, give him a big hug. All of these things. You know, COVID willing, of course. Um, but yeah, it's it, it bugs me, and I know there's lots of variations on that. We can have. I've seen weddings where both the parents, you know, the mom and the dad, will give the bride away. Um, or they'll, you know, they'll change the language I've heard. uh, In some religions, they'll say, you know, who is giving this woman to be married to this man? And instead of the parents saying, you know, we do, they'll say, um, you know, she gives herself with her, her parents blessing or something like that. And I love those little, you know, twists where we just sort of subvert the tradition a little bit. I think that's awesome. Personally, for me, I'm just gonna, you know, get rid of all of it. I'm just not super comfortable with it. I don't love it. I'd rather my partner and I walk in as equals. And the last thing that I absolutely do not want in my ceremony, phones and cameras. (laughs) I think if you're planning a wedding in 2020 or, you know, just modern day, I think you definitely agree with me. Um, People having their phones out or their cameras out or God forbid their tablets out at your wedding ceremony is the worst. It looks awful. Uh, Believe me, I work with some wedding vendors, you know, doing graphic design and stuff like that. I see these photos all the time. It's the worst you know, it's supposed to be this gorgeous shot of the ceremony of the couple, you know, saying their vows or their first kiss or some other little joke. And then it's just all these screens, all you see is screens. And it's, oh, it's horrible. It totally, totally ruins it. And you're probably paying your photographer, you know, thousands of dollars or whatever. And you don't want to get all these pictures back that are just people's iPhone screens or their tablets or whatever, halfway, you know, up the photo. And, the other side of that is, you know, not only do you not want to ruin your own photos, but you also don't want to ruin that experience. Like, why, why do people feel the need to take pictures of everything? Why can't they just enjoy the moment, you know, especially, and it's so funny, you know, I've been to weddings, and it's always the people who, like, you're kind of like, what are you planning to do with those pictures? Like, it's your, you know, your uncle's sister or something like that, like somebody who's like tangentially related to you or a friend that you're like, not really that close with. And they think they have to film the entire ceremony. And it's like, are you really going to go home and watch this 20 minute film? Or they have to take pictures and like, you know, they stand up and they get all these different angles. And it's like, again, are you going home and playing a slideshow of, of my wedding? Like, I don't even want to do that. You want to do that? It's so funny. You know, it's never the parents or or the siblings or someone, you know, really close to the couple. It's always this like kind of weird relative who just you know, as soon as something important is happening, they have to document it, they don't even take a minute to just appreciate and observe it for themselves. So I'm definitely going to have a no phones, no cameras, no tablets, no, no screen policy at my wedding ceremony. And just because we're having a smaller ceremony, I think I'm just going to ask the officiant to make an announcement about it. But you know, at larger ceremonies, they have all those cute signs about putting away your cameras and things like that to get the point across. So those are the things that I am getting rid of. No religion, no readings, no long ceremony, no patriarchal language, and no phones and cameras. And the things that I'm keeping that are super important to me are walking in together as equals, writing our own vows, acknowledging our past family members, and just having our absolute closest friends and family where they are with us. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Unconventional Wedding Planning Podcast. I hope you got some great ideas about how to make your wedding ceremony meaningful and personal to you. If you really want to make my day, you can leave me a rating and review and subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. And remember, your marriage is more important than your wedding.